just briefly began the sugya in Bethlehem Daladomadalaf. <coughs> We'd like to uh, do the sugya today properly, the tasteless, and then can try and finish up if we can. If we can't, we'll finish up next week. It's just where the lines go wide. Amar of Yehuda. Amar of Yehuda. Talis Shu'ula. A borrowed talis. Kol Shloshim Yom Petura Min Hasitzis. All 30 days are potter from cities. Meaning, Meaning that the first 30 days you borrow talis, you're potter from cities. From here on, you're chayev besitzis. From here on, So if you borrow a talis once, then you're not obligated to make a bracha. Are you allowed to make a bracha? Are you allowed to make a bracha on a borrowed talis? Is a discussion in Tesis. Smogna Vron quotes La Do you compare age talis shu'ula to a woman who is potter from mitzvah mangroma and yet she's still allowed to make a bracha? So too, a talis shu'ula is makes you potter, but you are allowed to make a bracha, like a woman who's potter from mitzvah my grandma. Do we say there's a difference? Do we say that a woman who's making a mitzvah, a mitzvah my grandma, she's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah which is a mitzvah, but she's potter. Whereas a talis shula is not a talis that you makhoyu to have sitzis on. And therefore you can't make a bracha. And that's a discussion in, in the te- in Tesis, not here, Tesis elsewhere. It's a discussion in Tesis elsewhere, and it's quoted by the Mogan Avram. Lahalachan Magram is maker Lahalachan allows you to make a bracha if you fancy. This is relevant, as we've discussed many times, to whether you make a bracha on the talisim that belong to the shul. Do you make a bracha on the talisim? Do you belong to the grung shuls? Can just on the talisim that belong to shul. How do you perceive the talisim that belong to shul? Are they considered yours? Because you are a member and you pay your membership, hopefully. And therefore, whatever belongs to the shul belongs to you. Whatever there is in the shul belongs to you. So the talisim which belongs to the shul belongs to you. So you're now a part, partner in those talisim. And the talis shutvers is not a talis shula. Or do we say, no, that at the end of the day, they belong to the shul. The shul is an entity in its own right. You haven't bought any assets of the shul. You just have rights by paying membership to use the assets of the shul. But it's not yours. And therefore, the talis that you're now using is a talis shula and if it's a talis shula then you shouldn't be making a bracha unless you're going to be making like the monk of Rome and say that you are making a bracha even on a talis shula and that's why the Kitzah Shukhanach says that when anybody donates a talis to a shul you should donate it to a shul al and no one has any shush in it it's his talis which he's donating to the shul and allowing people to use then that for sure a talis shula when anybody uses it and there's no shayla of bracha there's no sophic bracha a cop on him after 30 days, then you become obligated with sitzes. We learned a very similar halacha, hadar, bapundaki, somebody who lives in a inn, in Be'eretzi Sorol, in Eretzi Sorol, or Be'hasei Chabais, Be'chutz Loretz, somebody who rents a house in Chutz Loretz, Kol Shloishim Yoim, all 30 days, the first 30 days, Potter Minam Mezuzah, he's Potter, he's absolved from Mitzvah Mezuzah, Mikan Ve'elechayev. From then on, he's chayv b'mezuzah. Ah, well, I say chobayis b'eretz yisrael. Over somebody rents a house in eretz yisrael, oisem mezuzah li'alta. He makes the mezuzah immediately. He places the mezuzah on the door immediately. Why mishum yishu b'eretz yisrael? Because of the issue of eretz yisrael. We're going to see in a moment what that means. 
comes along Rashi and explains as follows. Pundik. In. Shalomim by Avery Meshavim. A Pundik is a place that passers by will use to rest. They will stay there overnight and then move on to the next leg of the journey. That's a Pundik. What we commonly call an inn or holiday inn or whatever you want to call it. Uh, a travel lodge, something of that effect. Is it actually privately owned? Mm-hmm. Is it just somewhere that's provided? It's privately owned, it's not, it is private. I assume. Mm-hmm. And you rent it out for the night. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a, you know, public. A public, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe? Did they have those things in the Roman times? Yeah, just public houses where nobody can come and stay? Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know if it makes any difference. I'm not sure either. <laughs> What's clear is that in a hotel, even if you go to a hotel, to a hotel room, you're not going to put mezuzah on it. Only if you're going to stay there for more than 30 days. Though most hotels will have mezuzahs on anyway. Whether they're kosher mezuzahs, I can't tell you. But <laughs> most of them will have mezuzahs on. And, uh, but you, it's unlikely that you're going to be staying in a hotel for more than 30 days unless you really are a wealthy man. So the chance, the key of you to, have to place a mezuzah is non-existent. If you rent a deer in it to show up for the holiday, not so posh it. Do you have some mezuzahs up? Do you not? Well, one assumes in it's all there'll be mezuzahs on, on, the, on the deer anyway. But if there isn't, there could be that you have to put mezuzahs up. If you rent a deer, you go away on holiday here, and, and you can afford to take off four weeks, more than 30 days, we're discussing in, in the share of Arichas whether you include put mezuzahs up or you don't include put mezuzahs up on the spheres of a, of a, of a bias in Chosloris. Because the Gemara says, 30 days you pop up. Now we need to discuss as well, see if we can get some clarity from the Gomorrah. What happens if I'm renting a house for good? Got a 10 year contract. Do I, am I mechuivin my mezuzah the first 30 days? Or am I mechuivin my mezuzah the first 30 days? Do we say, I say to buy some is potter from mezuzah? Shlashim Reb says you're potter. So the first 30 days are potter. Or is that only if you're <laughs> renting it for less than 30 days? If you're renting it for more than 30 days, then you will be obligated to place the mezuzah up immediately. Let's see if we can get some clarity on that. In when we learn the Rishonim, comes along Rashi. So Vaseicha buys Potter Shema Yachzay Boy. Now Rashi has a very interesting, interesting explanation here. Why is Vaseicha buys Bechutz Lores Potter Kol Shleishim Yom? Vaseicha buys Potter Shema Yachzay Boy. Because maybe it changes mind. Meaning Rashi doesn't have a problem with the fact that you are renting. The fact that you are renting does not absolve you from mitzvah's mezuzah. You are mechuyiv to place a mezuzah even on rented accommodation. What removes your obligation to place a mezuzah when you're renting is only that a rental is not considered something permanent unless it's definitely permanent. In less than 30 days, you're gonna, you might change your mind. So that we don't consider it a dira. So if you're in, a, in, a, in an abode, which you, you might just walk out of any moment because you're we're not sure that you're not sure if you're going to stay there, then that's not called a mock deer. That's called a temporary abode. It's not called a mock deer. But if you are definitely not yachzaibay, if you can be in a scenario where you're definitely not yachzaibay, maybe, but it doesn't mean you're going to stay there even if you sign the lease. Well, yeah, so the question is, well, yachzaibay means you're going to live in it or whether I'm going to have to pay for it. No, live in it, it's going to be a mock deer. Paying for a house and not living in it doesn't, doesn't obligate you to play some sort of. So the chayyot, it's going to be living in it. But the Chiddush of Rashi here is, and we're going to come back to this when we see Tesos, that Asaycha Bayis is not in, a, in itself an absolvent of Mitzvah's Mezuzah. 
No, I'm taking off this house. I'm going to put it straight on another house. It's not a problem. But here the problem is because I've left the house without the shmira. I've left the house without the kiyum mitzvah mezuzah. Because I took those mezuzahs and I've left the house without that shmira. Then even if I'm going to put them up in another place, it's going to be a problem. Correct? Clear? If that's the case, let's look what's going on here with Yeshua Yisrael. What's this problem with this gentleman? He's going to leave this, this, this deer. He doesn't like it because there's mold on the wall. And then what's he going to do? He's going to go to another deer. And Rashi says he's not going to go because Tayyach Mezuzah. What's Tayyach Mezuzah mean? He's going to have to go and buy himself new Mezuzah for his new abode. What do you mean? If he's moving out of his house in order to move to another house, why can't he take the Mezuzah with him? L'chari from Rashi is Mokach. Rashi holds that those Bishayim are not like the Bahag. Not like a Bahari going. Like the Yitzvah quotes of the Bahag and the Bahari going in the Shilters who say that if you're moving to another house, it's okay, you can take your Mezuzah with you. Rashi the Chayyim Mokach, that even if you're moving to another house, and it only works that way to understand Shatna Gomorrah, that even if you're moving to another house, you can't take your Mezuzahs with you. You have to leave them there and, 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 and allow the next person to have them. You can charge him, says Rimo. You can say to him, excuse me, can I have money for my Mezuzahs? You can't uh, expect you to. to if you're Makvid, the Lashon Ramoy is, if Makvidin, if you're Makvid, you can charge him for the money for the Mezuzahs. But take them off, you can't swap them. Take them off, you can't do it. But you can put in other parts? Not so partial. Not so posh. We said only if you're going to take them down for Bidiki, you can't just take them to the down for nothing. If you're going to take them down to check, then you can put other ones back. It's not so straightforward that you can take them down. You can take them down a few days before you leave and swap them. But at the point of leaving, that's not so posh. This applies for source too. It applies everywhere. Except that when you're renting from a non-Jew, and that's where this comes in. When you're renting from a non-Jew, it doesn't apply. So therefore the assumption is in Chutzlaras, in the time of Chazal, the property owners were goyim. Nowadays it may be different, but in those days, the property owners were goyim. So that you were renting from a non-Jew. Since you're renting from a non-Jew, this halakha doesn't apply. Sorry? Selling also you don't. If you're renting to a goy, you're selling to a goy, you don't, you take them down. Whenever a goy comes into the picture, you take them down. Chiddush and Rashi. So the problem here is, Yishuvah, since he's not going to want to leave because of Torah Mezuzah, He's now called a dog. This is a, a continuation of the previous Rashi. But there's, no, there's no exemption for his seicha on the mitzvah's mezuzah. There's no such exemption whatsoever. It's only that we assume that a, a seicha is not going to be a permanent, a permanent dweller in this house. So therefore we absolve him from mitzvah's mezuzah because he's not a dog. But the moment we have some reason to say that you're definitely going to stay there, like in Eretz where you can't, he's not going to leave because of Torah mezuzah, then we say that he's a dog. Once he's a dog, he's not going to mezuzah straight away. Supposing the buyer refuses to pay for the mezuzahs because he knows you can't take them down. So he's a gunner. Hilchach. The koshi yasum menem v'neteret mezuzah. Acheres. Then Rashi adds another little addition to pshat. V'afilu yetsomi menor. What would happen if he's a gentleman that's uh, of means and doesn't mind to go and buy himself some new mezuzahs and he's not bothered because he's got a next door neighbor who's a safer who gives them to him for very cheap and he's got a, you know, a deal going with him. Even if he will leave the house, another person will come along and say, Oh, it's got mezuzahs on the door. I'm taking this house. Save me a job. Finding mezuzahs. Finding mezuzahs was a huge job. Get people to write mezuzahs. It wasn't like nowadays where you got a safe for Bokhashem in every street corner and then they're writing them, uh, you know, mezuzah every 10 minutes and you mezuzah gets, gets off, the, off the conveyor belt. No, it was, it was a job. 
Second shot is slightly different. The second shot is saying as follows. It really could be that there's no chiv mezuzah even in Eretz Yisrael. Now Chazal said place a mezuzah there to make sure that Eretz Yisrael remains. Eretz Yisrael remains populated. First shot Rashi is not clear. Rashi means just that Chazal said put mezuzahs up to make sure that you remain in the house so the house will be populated. What does Rashi mean that you're mechuyiv now within door like this? Like we explained a moment ago. The second shot is very clear in Rashi. The only reason why you have to put mezuzah there is because Chazal wanted to make sure that Eretz Yisrael would be Mishavah. So Eretz would have a Yishuv in it. And by obligating you to put mezuzah on, we are ensuring that there will always be somebody living in this house. Are we clear in Rashi? Should we move on to Tysus? Yeah, for sure. But, but Chazal didn't, didn't, didn't mind if you move out after moving ten days of Chuslaris. So therefore, don't put mezuzah up, and you'd have no problem. And that's all they wanted you to. to they wanted that's all to be your shevet. So therefore, they said, put mezuzah up. Once the mezuzah up, then you're definitely going to stay there for good. The Chazal said, put mezuzah up. But once it's up, now you're mechuyev. You're talking mechuyev, because you're not going to go. Chuslaris said, "Okay, leave. You don't. You don't live in in, in, in John Smith's house. So you go to, 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 to some other John Smith's house. You know, the Chazal have no interest in where you live in Chuslaris. On the contrary, they don't want you to live in Chuslaris. They really want you to live in Eretz Talis Shula places. So for these couple of rashis, we come out with a, with a number of chiddushim which are relevant to halacha. Comes along places. Talis Shula Kol Shleishim Yom." A talis, which is borrowed, all 30 days, you are parted from a mezuzah. From a talis, from cities. And ledaktik mikan. You can't bring your ride from here. The stam she'ela lamed yoim kemoi That the average time span that a person will lend is for 30 days. Like the average time of a loan is 30 days. And this is Tasha's understanding that the reason why a loan is 30 days is because the assumption is that a person lends for 30 days as a standard. The standard time for, for a monetary loan is 30 days. So if that's the case, maybe a talishula is also a 30-day loan. Not so posh this. Rambam seems to imply that the reason why Stam HaVosh is Exesa Kosov. Nothing to do with whether, how long you intend to lend it for or not. Stam HaVosh unless you explicitly express, I'm lending you for less than 30 days, Exesa Kosov, Gemara Makis, and Dabkim Lovish brings the Pasuk. It's a it's a great custom, but it's uh, for thirty days, and it really it's got no connection to to Shayla. What Shayla got to do the price of cheese? Here the question just is: Do we say just like a person monetary loan when he gives a monetary loan gives it for thirty days? So when he lends him a piece of garment, he also lends it for thirty days, or not? So it's you can't bring a ride from here. Maybe it's only a, a lending of talis. We say that he lends it for thirty days, but any other Shayla could be for much more than thirty days. Another reason, says Tasha, it's got nothing to do with whether Stam Shaila is 30 days or not 30 days. The reason that the changeover, the reason why 30 days is a cutoff point when it comes to Hilkas Sitzes is the Hacha Loy Mifta Eladad Lama James Savri Inch of the Shulahi, Tain Der Shaila Yesa, the Midrash Patur Loy Lam, Kiddashin and Rashi's Gay Sainchah. 
ולא ישאל אחרים, אחרונה מקסוסכו, ולא ישאל אחרים, סינסי סס קסוסכו, לא יקסס רשת גסונכו, סינסי סס חו, יורס, זה יכול להיות אקזקטלי יורס, ואולי יורס יכול להיות אובליגטד עם סיטרס, אני בורד מנתר, זה פוטר. And therefore, if that's the case, even after 30 days, if you borrow a talis, you should be parted from, from sitzes. So why are you chai from sitzes? Say, Chazal, we're going to obligate you to, play, to, make a, to wear sitzes, only borrow a talis for more than 30 days, for a simple reason, that after 30 days, a person will not think that it's borrowed after 30 days. He'll assume it's your talis. Uh, one doesn't have the... the Perception of somebody lending for such a long period of time. Wow, you know, long, we don't have such, have such an idea, such a muscle. You, you lend a coat for, for a short while. So if somebody's got the coat or, the, or the, the, the jacket with four corners on and he's wearing it for more than 30 days, people will turn around and say, this is his jacket and he's still not putting scissors on it. Then Chazal obligated him after 30 days to play scissors on Midrab Bonon. But I mean, I tell you, you're part of the whole time. So it's got nothing to do with how long a stam shell is. Maybe a stam shell is only one day. Maybe a stam shell is a week. Maybe two weeks. Maybe ten weeks. But in the perception, in the minds of the viewer, of the observer, we, the, he, he will assume that somebody, somebody who is wearing a piece of garment for more than 30 days, it is. And yet he's not putting, putting stitches on it. That can't be. Now, now the Gemara then goes and compares Talis Shula to Zuzah. So if I've just said Sestesis that Talis Shula is really Potter Minatayra and only Mukhoi Midrabonon because we're worried about what people will think, then the assumption has to be that the same criterion will apply to Zuzah. Sestesis, however, I forgot the Mzuzah Chayev When it comes to Mzuzah, the Seichas Chayev, Kedamasik Hasam, the Beisecha, Loyosalafuke, Beisacherim, Minatayr, somebody who rents, is Mechuyev to place the Mezuzah on his door, because Beisecha does not come to exclude a house of other people. Ella look at the Rover, the Omer, Derek Biosha, the word Beisecha comes to teach you Derek Biosha, that you have to place the Mezuzah on the right hand side of the door, Derek Biosha, not on the left. And if they come to the human, the Gemara also says, Beisecha comes to tell you, So we see that when it comes to mezuzah, 30 days, a schirus is mechoi minatayah, not like a borrowed garment which is potter minatayah from cities forever, but schirus is chayim. So why do we say that? Behind the timer, the reason is the Lord Mitzvah. Even though Kesuscha, we're going to dash in Kesuscha, we're not going to dash in Kesuscha, we're not going to dash in Kesuscha. Behind the timer, the Lord Mitzvah, Kra Limute Beis Acherim. It's not logical to say that the pasuk Beis Acher comes to exclude houses of others. The kivan, the l'shimu of it, loishna, since the purpose of the mezuzah is to guard your house, loishna. And here we see this tremendous chiddush. That we've come across many, many times in Hilfus Mezuzah throughout the Sugyas and in Halachas. Even though when a person puts a Mezuzah on his door, he's got to put it up because the Torah says it's a mitzvah to place a Mezuzah on your door and you mustn't have any other machshava besides the Kima Mitzvah, as the Rambam points out explicitly and at length in Hilfus Mezuzah. But yet, the criterion of the Halacha, the parameters of the Halacha, are very much dictated to by the fact that Mezuzah is, as, is, is, is a Shmir. So, for instance, we discussed if you have a, a very wide door frame, you have to place a mezuzah at the en- edge of the door frame, near the outside. 
So that says Rashi, you should have extra shmir. So that you should have extra shmir. Even the extra bit should, be, should have the, the protection of the mezuzah. The mezuzah is there as a protection. Your, the reason why you do it is because the Torah said so. But the fact that the Torah said put it as a protection enables us to use that as part of the understanding of the parameters of mitzvah, mitzvah, mezuzah. And therefore says, says Teisus, Chazal understood that it's not logical to say that the word Beisecha comes to exclude a rented house. Because why on earth do you not need Shmir in a rented house? And if the Torah wanted you to place a mezuzah up on your door so that your house should be protected, then it's logical to say that it should be protected even if you're just renting. So therefore the word Beisecha must come to exclude something else, Derech Biyoscha. But even a rented person, even someone who's renting, is Mechoi mezuzah, meaning that as long as you live in a house, the house needs to have a mezuzah. Whether it's yours or not is irrelevant. Behind the time is a mistabek kralim ute base achim. The chibin to the shimu of it, loishinot, since it's made for shimu, makes no difference. However, if that's the case, why the first 30 days are my potter? Give me not It's dependent on dear, not dependent on ownership. It depends on living, not ownership, not financial ownership, monetary ownership. If that's the case, why when it comes to 30 days, the first 30 days are my potter? Me will call lamajen potter. The la base dira didehu. It's not considered his. Kedamrin on the pei kamer above a basher. Kavinishtayes from lamid yoyim harihuka and sheil e. So this is an unbelievable chiddush. Just like we find when it comes to the rules of somebody moving into a new new town. If somebody moves into a new town, or somebody passes by a town, let's leave moving into for the moment. Somebody passes by a town and stays there for a short while. Can the town? Obligate him to pay the local taxes, etc., etc. So the Gemara says if he's there for less than 30 days, he's not considered living there. If he's there for more than 30 days, he's considered living there and he's part of the town. So if you're there for more than 30 days, you have to join in in the local taxes. If you're there for less than 30 days, you don't have to join in the local taxes. Why? Because the definition of living is 30 days. And since he's there for less than 30 days, we can't define him as living. So two cestasers, we can use the same understanding here when it comes to somebody who's rented a home for the first 30 days. He might have rented it, but since he's there for less than 30 days, it's not considered living in yet. It's only considered lived in. You're only considered a dog when you've been there for 30 days. When you haven't been there for 30 days, you're not considered a dog. Now, don't forget, for Tasus, in this chapter in Tasus, the what's relevant, the, relevant the, the irrelevant angle that we need to look at when it comes to what's going to obligate you to have a mezuzah or not is not whether you own it or don't own it. It's whether, whether you are living in it or not. So Tasis, if that's the case, the first 30 days, Chazal didn't see you as a dog. And since you're not a dog, it's not yours. But if you live in it, if you bought it, and you live in it, that's a different story. If you buy a house and you live in it, you're there permanent, then even the first 30 days you're high. But the first 30 days of a rented house is not called a permanent Shemdir. Not called a permanent Shemdir. Similar to Rashi's chat. Rashi says it's not called a permanent Shemdir because we're worried that you might change your mind. Taisa doesn't say, well, why are they changing your mind? Even if we know that you're not going to change your mind. L'chayr, the first 30 days, is not called da. Not called da. But there is a problem. And the problem is that Mesuzah is only a favorite da. And if you're not the da, you're not the da. There's no shimmer on someone who's not the dog. Right, so, this, so it's not, there is no shimmer as long as you're not a dog. Well, it could be you don't need it. It could be the mazigam, no start with people who are just temporary there. 
Like that I'm not afraid any issue in the stories, I don't know. But we do know that the, the rules are that in order to be chayv in mezuzah, you have to be a da. If you're not a da, you're not chayv in mezuzah. Finished. End of story. Question just is, are you a da or you're not a da? Now, in this stage of tasis, that I'm moving the house with the intention to stay there for good, Are you a tenant or a renter? I'm a tenant. But I intend to stay there for good. Are you paying weekly or I'm paying weekly, monthly, annually, makes no difference. You're I haven't been there for 30 days. I've moved in. I've just moved a brand new house. Just done up specially for me, you know what I mean? Beautiful brand new kitchen, shyish top, everything. <laughs> and I'm moving in tomorrow. And I'm moving to Apple Mezuzah. I intend to stay there. It's such a beautiful house. I intend to stay there. After six months, I realized that they did the Apple Shoddy and it's going to fall to pieces. But the first, I intend to stay there for good. But I'm only renting. And the first 30 days, it's not considered dark. Or do we say no? Do we say that it's not considered dark when you're there just for 30 days? But if you're there for more than 30 days, maybe it's called a dark now. Now, the Pasuk, want to bring you right, Tasis compares this to the Imbaba Basra. And Imbaba Basra, in the case of somebody who moves into town, if you move into town and you intend to stay there for more than 30 days, then the rule is... You know, you're high straight away. So you might change your mind. What do you mean by second day for Purim is going to do whether you, uh, you, you're a member of the town. Purim is if you're there. Okay, if I'm a visitor on an exercise on Purim morning, I'm going to lane and test well finished. On Then you have to lane for sure, like Purim, that's for sure. Here we're talking about whether you have to pay the taxes. So the Morris used to say there about Basra that if you are intending to stay there for good, then you become a die in the town. If that's the case, then if we're going to make the same analogy to here, to somebody's renting a house in Hilton's Mezuzah, then it's going to be that somebody rents a house for long term, he has to place Mezuzah straight away. And then if you went on holiday of Gabi to Scotland, it's a bit cold up there, you went to Scotland for 31 days, could be, you could place Mezuzah the moment you came there. Then maybe not. Maybe not. Correct. So now, after the case of Pigeon Haben, that for her, you could say maybe he had a choice. He'd like to be a door in the world. Uh, uh, no, the the Pigeon Haben says in the 30 days of the Jesus Not because uh, of choice. <laughs> <laughs> but we still haven't finished this chat in Tosus. We still have a slight problem. If it's true that. Talis Shula is only Mechuyah Midirabonon because it looks funny for you to be wearing the same Talis for more than 30 days without, wearing, without having scissors placed on the corners. Whereas Mezuzah on a rented house is Mechuyah Min except for the first 30 days because we assume that the first 30 days you're not considered a dog. If that's the case, how can the Gemara compare the two? One's a Deiraisa and one's a Rabbonon. They're two separate stories. Says Tesis Miu. And that which we bring arrived from Mezuzah to Rabbi Yehuda, who says that Talis Ula is Chayv after 30 days, even though there's no comparison because the Mezuzah is Mechoyim Natayr after 30 days, whereas the Talis Ula is not Mechoyim Natayr at all, the Mistabele Litam is Talis Midrabon and the Mezuzah de Raisa. Gemara thought it was logical to say that if Minatayr after 30 days you're considered a da. Then Talishula uh, Midrabonon at least should be Machuyev to have the scissors placed on it because the assumption is that people will look at it strangely and think, how oh, this man's wearing this, this uh, beggar for more than 30 days without, without scissors. That doesn't make sense. But Sorokin, Tysus finds out that it needs a bit more 
a bit more um, looking at. Or maybe, says Tesis, that the comparison is that the first 30 days you're potter. If a bias, which may not tell you, but for the first 30 days you say you're potter, then a talis, for sure you're going to be potter the first 30 days. Why are you mechuyim after 30 days? That's a different story. But a bias, it could be a mechuyim and a tayyah. But a talis, could be a mechuyim only midrabonon. Difficult. But sorry, Chayim, says Tesis. Miru Yeshleim, I come along Tesis now, and he retracts. He says, maybe the mezuzah nami midrabonon. Mezuzah is also only mechuyim midrabonon, even after the 30 days. Somebody rents a property. He's only mechuyim to put mezuzah midrabonon to trade beisecho ksibi. He says beisecho twice in the Torah. Our mezuzah is beisecho. One tells us derech bioscha. So that we use that beisecho for the psukim, for the drushes in Sefer's Yuma and the drushes in in, in uh, in and elsewhere. And the second beisecho that we'll use to tell you it's got to be beisecho like a suscha. Uh, it's got to be yours. Only Rashi's case, it's going to be yours. It's not yours, you're not Mechuyiv. So, therefore, somebody who rents a tenant is potter from Mezuzah forever. It's not his. Vaha, the buyer, the safe hashoil, Mezuzah, Almi. One second. So, if that's the case, after Shleshim Yom, then why are you Chayev? Because it looks strange. Just like with a Talis, Shula, Chazal obligates you to place. Cities on because it looks strange. So living in a house more than 30 days looks strange. And then Chazal said, more than 30 days, you have to have a mezuzah. More than 30 days, you have to place a mezuzah. And then the, the analogy between talis to... is perfect. Exactly the same thing. First 30 days, you're part of why? Because it's not yours. After 30 days, you're part of the Rabbonu. You don't even call it Might that just be the front door one? rather than Why? I don't know. I would hope that you allow your people into your house. Even then, if you intend to stay permanently, it's also a major problem. But would you be mechayiv the first 30 days? Maybe not. not. It's not your house. Mm-hmm. You're not mechayiv yet. The chayiv hasn't kicked in yet. It could be according to this pshat and says you're not mechayiv at all ever to put them as a zero, which is a problem because the halach we passed in the only mechayiv major problem. And uh, we saw, if you remember, from Nachlas Svi brought down from the Nesivas Mekoychaim that if you're intended to stay in a house for more than 30 days, even with Rabbonon, you must have to place the up straight away. It's a big machlech in the Paskin. How to Paskin, Halach and the Maisa. Even though we Paskin with Rabbonon, the Mekoychaim wants to learn that you still must have to place the up if you're going to be there for more than 30 days. And then we discussed holiday houses. We discussed renting from a goy. It could even be that renting from a goy is worse. Because renting from a goy, the Schirus is considered a Kenyan. It's considered a Beisachot. We discussed that we saw the cash from Shach. Shach remained with Sarachin. If you go away and hold it for two weeks, it's going to Shach. Shach says he doesn't understand. You should have to promise us up straight away. Because the one Bible says that if you rent from a guy, it's considered a Kenyan. So we, we, couldn't, we didn't have a, a, a valid answer for that. We just know that the mini is not promise us up every, every time you went on holiday. I think if you had to go on holiday every time you went on holiday, you had to promise us up. I think you'd rather stay at home. <laughs> Chazal, it's a It could even be a consumption if you don't have the mezuzah there. You're not yet. It's not visible. It's not visible. You're not yet. For sure, Mr. Lachs is You have to have visible. And if it's not visible, you have to make a sign that's there. 
So Miri Yeshleim and the Mezuzah Nami Mijabonon the Trevi Sechuk Tzivi Vahad the Boy of the Seif Hashem Mezuzah Almi. So now Tzaisa says, what's going on? I've just told you the Minat Tzayi Yapata. But the Gemara Bamisir says, who is obligated to have to place a Mezuzah? There the Gemara is discussing: is it the Shail? Is it the Seif? Is it the Maskir? Is it the tenant or is it the landlord? What do you mean? Is it the tenant? Is it the landlord? There's no Chiv Mezuzah at all. Minat Tzayi. So what's the Gemara question? Uparich Amr Mishashi Chivis Hadar. The Gemara says, what do you mean? Mishashi says it's Chivis Hadar. The Gemara is not telling you that's why the Seich is chayved. Not because he's a da, he's not even a da. He's because it looks funny. So what's the Gemara mean that chayv is a da? When the Mishashi says that means if I own a house, I'm a landlord, I'm a property owner, and I have a string of houses all, all around gold and green. And I don't live in them. I'm I'm going to place mezuzahs up on those in those houses. The answer is no. Chayvus hadar. But chayvus hadar doesn't say therefore that the tenant has to put mezuzahs up. Because the tenant is only going to put mezuzahs up in Jabon. According to the second chapter in Tosfos. The chem veikam the sechta ve dezora the parich ba'is nami matkalemi mezuzah mashani chayvus hadari. The Gemara there also seems to say perish im yitzel lo yadaba and the yishtamish by the tavim mikash. You can, a person has, uh, has the ability, how can a person, the Gemara asks, how can a person be mafkalemi mezuzah, how can a person uh, remove the chiv mezuzah from his house? The Gemara asks, what do you mean? Chavis which Tesis says that means to say that if you want, you don't live in it, and therefore you don't, uh, you, you use it for storage, for tavim mikash, and it's not called the base Eitzah. Interesting, this Gemara, right? It's not called the base Eitzah. <coughs> tavim mikash is not called the base Eitzah. V'loi mechayev. Then you won't be chiv That means, when the Gemara says, Chavis the Gemara is saying, that the landlord has no obligation. That's what the Gemara means. The Gemara doesn't mean to say that the Dar has an obligation. The landlord has no obligation. But if you're a landlord and you're living there, then you have an obligation. Because then you call the Dar. But if you're not a landlord and you're not, and you're only a tenant, that's not a chayv sadar. I mean, I'll tell you your father. Don't even drop on him because it looks strange. That which the Gemara says in the beginning of the Shabbos. Loi lakal omer belezer machshir mitzvah dechnes ha-Shabbos. Rebelez agrees, even though he holds that Machshir Mitzvah. They were talking about preparing for a Brismila on Shabbos, which is Doicha Shabbos. Rebelez holds even Machshir Mitzvah, Doicha Shabbos. Says the Gemara, however, Loy Lekal Omer Rebelez, Machshir Mitzvah, Doicha Shabbos. The Moider Rebelez, Shim Tzayis, Talisoy, Vaasim Mezuzah, Lepizchei Chayev, even though you mechoyv to wear sitzes on Shabbos, even though you mechoyv to have mezuzah on your door on Shabbos, but it's, and to put it up, it's called the Hechshir Mitzvah, that Hechshir Mitzvah doesn't push away Shabbos. The Gemara says, "Why? Hoyel of the Yadai Lahakiron, since he can make his house hefker, and therefore, and therefore, because because it's not his, because it's not his, according to this pshat and Tosfos. So, for Tosfos, why does that say Hoyel of the Yadai Lahakiron? All he should have said was, sorry." He's got the choice of not. Doesn't have to go into it. Have a matzah to make a hole of yodai. What's the ball? He could leave the house. Doesn't have to be in the house. Don't need to say lahavkir. Doesn't have to be mafkir the house. 
Ela atama shava bekol lechuli alma. The Gemara wants to give a reason that would fit in all scenarios. In the case of sitzes, in the case of uh, because when it comes to talis, if you wouldn't be for, the, for being mafkirit, even if he just takes it off and doesn't wear it, he's still mafkirit from sitzes. On the contemporary who says that the obligation of sitzes is not on the levisha, but it's on the talis. Even if you have a hang in your cupboard, you mafkirit for sitzes on the contemporary mandama. You don't pass me that mandama. Therefore, the Gemara wants to say a, a answer which will get around all. Shittas, all mandamrim, and everything more says, lahaf kiron. What do we do with the first chat in Taisus? When the first chat in Taisus, that even if it's not yours, even if it's not yours, you're mechuyev. So what's going to happen to be mafki your house? More says, how do you get around your chimazuzah? Do you know what you do? Be mafki the house. Tesis, the Gemara is telling us, according to the first chapter of Tesis, that a house which is hefke is worse than, than a rented house. It's worse. Somehow or other, because anybody can come in and be zeich in the house, anybody can come and say, right, it's hefke, it's my house now, out you go. You have, you, it's considered, you, it's a, you can't consider that you're living there. And that you'll be part of even though it's not enough to be settled. But you'll be part of it, it's not called dear. It's not called dear. It's not called dear. So, are we saying there's a similarity between Thomas and and, um, in the second chapter, Tesis was saying it's an identical thing. Okay. The first 30 days, you're potter. Do you know why? Because it's not yours. And Talis, Sis is only Mechoyev on your Talis. Mezuz is only Mechoyev on your house. Ksuscha, Beisecha. But Midrabon on your Mechoyev after 30 days. Exactly the same. So it becomes Yes, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that the house is mechuyim or the talis is mechuyim It means that only when you own your talis are you mechuyim to put the mezuzah to put sitzah. Okay. You have a problem with that. Um, you have a problem with that. I find you on a sale and return basis with uh, clothes, with a foregarment clothes. Yes. No question, I don't need to put talis on and um, sitzah on according to this. What do you mean by sale and return? One second, we pass in Chavis Gavra. You only put for sitters on your talis if you are wearing it. If you wear it, if you are a shopkeeper and you own it, you're not going to put sitters on anyway. Because we pass in Chavis Gavra, it's not Chavis Talis. It's a separate machlekes. Is the talis obligated to have sitters on it? Or are you obligated to put this on when you're wearing it? It's my place we discussed very, very, very few months ago. It's in the drawer. It's in your drawer. So in the drawer, we pass in our lock. You're not going to put this on. So that's another. That's a person who says... The man says, would have to put this on. What would happen if he bought it, sale or return? Says, Matanam lost laxe. You have to know what's Matanam lost Is that considered yours? So you have to go to the sugars, by Matanam lost laxe when it comes to Lulub. Is Matanam lost laxe by Lulub good? Yeah. So why is it not called Kususkhalem? Can you be Mekadosh and Isha with Matan on Nos Lachse? Mm-hmm. Is it called Machem? Is it good enough? Going back to the times when they used to have one Lulav for the whole community, uh, what we said before was that uh, if it's a Talis, you should hold the shoe. No, there used to be Makne to every person, for sure. Each one, yeah, for sure. So, um, but the original owner was the shul. The yeah, or, or one person bought it. I don't know if it was the rob or the shul or the gabba or. So it's not the model yeah. that. Not the shutras, no. Not the shutras. How does this business of being mafkir a house while you're still living in it work? You have to ask not to be claimed. But, but once it is yours. Why can't you be mafkir? You can only be mafkir something because it's yours. You can't be mafkir after something which is yeah, mine. Yeah, I'm saying, it's it's how can you be mafkir 
if you're living there, why not? Because surely the the very fact of the fact that you uh, that it it is yours at this moment, how are you then get disposing of your? No, but what are you doing to do that? I call three people in and say, Eviden, I want to tell you, I'm now being mafke in my house. Hefke, it's hefke. Finished. Don't say kafidara, because that's only for Pesach. Hefke, it's hefke. Finished. Go to the mother, go to the lock, go to the base. You have to have three people. Three people. Run to three people. Hefke. End of story. But hefke now. You're still using it. You can use hefke. What's stopping you using hefke? So, and, and other people can as well. Correct. And that is why you bought from a Even though Seichel is high, you bought it because these three people are living Seichel. They pick you up, they jump you outside, and say bye bye. <laughs> so why? If you've got something in the house, you've got to be mafgar. You've got to take it out in order to be mafgar. Because otherwise you carry it back in your shoes. But you, if you have the machshava not to, you could technically. Yeah. Good advice not to be kind. Not that you should, shouldn't be kind. But you take it out, and you haven't got a problem. Here you haven't got that because it's not your shoes anymore. There's no issues. It's gone. Okay. To make after the market, I'm going to show us. It's not clear. I'm going to kind of show us. Let me know when you're about to be after your house. Just give me your one. Let's move on. <coughs> So we just got one more small piece of Gemara. Tefillah Shiliad. The Mishnah says Tefillah Shiliad. Let's look at the Mishnah. Tefillah Shiliad. Einam Makeves es Shalreish. B'Shalreish Einam Makeves es Shaliad. Meaning that if you have a Tefillah Shiliad, you don't have Tefillah Shalreish. You got Tefillah Shalreish. You don't have Tefillah Shiliad. You place one on without the other. They are not Ma'akev. Whether it's one mitzvah, two mitzvahs, we're going to see in a moment in the Lashon Gemara, which is a discussion of the Rishonim. But the Mishnah tells us one without the other. Fine. Oh, Mary Christa. The last two lines of the Mishnah. Right at the beginning of the prayer, correct. We did learn from the beginning of the prayer. Oh, Mary Christa. Says Mary Christa, Loi Shonu Eloshiyesh Loi. When do we say that they are not Makiv, that if you have one without the other, you can wear one without the other Eloshiyesh Loi? I will aim Loi Makiv. If you don't have the other one, it's Makiv. Meaning if you own both and you put one on, you're Makiv Mitzvah. If you don't own both, you only have a finish of the race. And if you don't have it finished yet, you're not going to miss it. I will aim like Ma'akevus. If he doesn't have them, it's Ma'akev. Amru Loi. So they, they said to him, Amato, did you actually say this? Amalu Loi. said, no, I never said it. Hello, man, the Leslie Trey Mitzvahs. Chad Mitzvah, I'm a little What do you mean? Just because he hasn't got both Mitzvahs, he shouldn't do one Mitzvah? And then you see, look at the Lashon Agamor. Man, the less they train mitzvahs, chad mitzvah namil aliyavad. Man, the less they train mitzvahs. The Rambam brings a raya from this Gemara that twenty-shalayroishin, twenty-shalayavad, two separate mitzvahs. One calls them train mitzvahs. Kasmisha says this is the Makkah of the Rambam. Man, the less they train mitzvahs, chad mitzvah namil. The Rambam disagrees and says it's one mitzvah. But the Rambam learns from here it's one, it's two mitzvahs. If I can't do my mitzvah lulav, I shouldn't do my mitzvah sukkah. Why not? Umi karamai sova. So what did he mean when he originally said that only when you have them, but when you don't have them, you can't? Gezeir shemayi pasha. He thought Chazal made the gezeir that if you, ha- if you don't have it, you'll be negligent. You won't bother to go and get one. And therefore they, uh, they forbade you from wearing even the one in order to ensure that you'll get both. But if you have them both, 
There's no chashash that you're going to be pasha. The reason why you're not wearing it is for some, some outside reason, whatever it may be. Yeah? You've got a wound on your hand, or you can't. But otherwise, you, you're sure. you got them. Why shouldn't you wear them? There's no chashash. So originally he thought if you have them, it's not makif. If you don't have them, it is makif. Afterwards he says, it doesn't make sense. Somebody hasn't got one mitzvah, we should stop him from doing another mitzvah. That doesn't make sense. Rashi. Hello, she has to stay here. We have to stay here. If he only needs one, then he will be kind that mitzvah. Chadam mitzvah namilo liyabit bitmiya. That doesn't make sense. Omi karadama ma'akeves. Originally, when he said it is ma'akev, when he only has one, what did he think? My sofa. Shema yipasha. Yamino the ainon ma'akeves. Yipasha b'lo yiknacheres. But worried that he'll be negligent and he won't bother to buy another the other part of the tefillin. Even because the mother says two mitzvahs, the havam the world. Even those two mitzvahs, we're going to stop him from doing the one mitzvah to ensure that he goes and buys the other mitzvah. And he changed the mind and said that we can't do. We can't stop him from doing one mitzvah because we want to make sure he does the other mitzvah as well. And according to the rabbi, the Gemara is very gishmak. There's two separate mitzvahs completely. According to the other shaynim, it's really one mitzvah with two parts. A little bit, a little bit less gishmak. Amar of Sheshes comes along of Sheshes and he tells us, Kol sheinam inyach tefillin. Whoever doesn't place tefillin, wear tefillin. Over the Shmona Asay. He's transgressing eight Asays. Bachal Shay no sits the big day, whoever doesn't wear sits on his on his the corners of his garment, over the Khamish Asays. He's transgressing five Asays. Bachal Khan Shay no Ila Duchan, any coin that doesn't go up to Duchan, over the Gimel Asays. He will transgress three Asays. Kal Shay no Mzuzu Pisco, anybody who doesn't have Mzuzu on his door, over the Shnei Asays. There'll be over two Asays. Uxaptom, Uxaptom, he says Uxaptom twice. Says Rashi, what are all these assays? Shmoina says, if you don't wear tefillin, you're going to transgress eight assays. So Rashi says, because there's four parashas of tefillin. The four parashas that we say every single day, or should say every single day, ideally. The four parashas of tefillin, Shema, Vayim, Shema, Kaddish, Vayim, Kiviyacho, Yesh, Behem, Ba'akol, Chadda, Kaimetre, Assays. And in each parash it says, Ukshatam, Loisalidecho, Vayim, Tetopis, Beninecho. So Ukshatam, Vayim, Tetopis. So eight assays means four for your tefillin shell. Yad? And four for each finish of Rosh. And Rashi here is understanding that the word Ukshatam Lois Al Yadecho is talking to, is referring to the actual Kshira on your hand. Even though the Ukshatam Lois, really the Ukshatam refers to the knot which you do when you prepare them as the, the, the Tvilin. But we saw Machlekes of Shainim, I had to understand the word Ukshatam. Tasis earlier discussed the lens whether the Ukshatam is talking about the wearer or the preparation of the, of the, of the Tvilin. But upon him, Rashi here is learning that Ukshatam Lois is one assay. For the twin shilyad, is another assay for the twin shilrush. So if you don't wear twin at all, you'll be transgressing eight assays. Lishnachrina, another pshat. If you look in the passage of Oikibiach, it says, Oikibiach, Lois, Oshamat is the hookah. But say the passage of Oikibiach, Lois. Again, Oshamat is the hookah. So you have now two in the passage of Oikibiach. So you have Ois, then you have Oshamat is the hookah, then you have Oil Lois. That's three assays. That's another two. That's how many? Five. Again, and Vahoyu. That's another two. That's seven. The Santamest Vahoyu in the last Pasha is another assay, so that's eight. The Darshina Vega came in Sarabba, the Betwilin Kumishtoi. Earlier we explained the Pasha of Santamest Vahoyu referring to Twilin, Shtesimo Kneged Alev Hariches. So if you don't wear your Twilin Shaliyah, then you finish in Rosh. You're going to transgress eight assays. The sitzes, hey, if you don't wear sitzes, you're going to transgress five. And the osu, the nosnu, the hoya, or isem, the These are all the the in the pasha of sitzes. 
These are not all our says about actually making sitters or wearing sitters, but these are all our says that you will transgress if you don't wear sitters when you're supposed to. Five our says. Carries on the Gomorrah Romish Lokish, Karl Haminiyak Twilin, whoever places Twilin on his arm and his head, married Yomim, will have a long life. Shanema, because it says in the Pasuk, I need some help with this Pasuk. Hashem, remember this Pasuk? Hashem Alem Yechu. Which is, what's this pastor talking about? Does anybody know? Yeah, that, that, that we know. But, uh, that doesn't take too much. Uh, no, no, no. But what do you know what the pastor is referring to? If the Right. And Yeltsin will get better. Right. It's a very special chapter just before Nachabu, which actually talks about Yishia. So, Who's saying this? Yishia is saying this? saying it. What's he saying? Hashem Alem Yichu. Hashem on them should make sick people get better. Right. Whoever has the spirit of my life. That's why they Right. That's his whole chapter. The tefillah for Now, the Gemara here is learning a bit different. Hashem Aleim, if the ones who have Hashem on them, who has Hashem on them? People who have Tefillin. They should live. And those who have on them the Chaye Ruchi, where's the Ruach of a person? In the heart. So those who have the Chaye Ruchi means the Tefillin, which is connected to the leg. So we see from here that if you wear Tefillin Shil Rosh or Tefillin Shil Yad, you're going to have long life bears as Hashem. So Rashi says, Hashem Those who carry on them the name of HaKadosh Baruch in the Tefillin, they will live long life. And that's why the Gemara says that if you wear Tefillin, you're going to live a long life. I really would like to do the, this Tesis, but we haven't really got time now. It's called Kodesh Ein Oil It's a very interesting Tesis, Lahalofa. So perhaps next week we'll start off, we'll finish up this thesis, and then we're going to be starting Pegra Bishmol next time. We'll, we'll go a bit quick in Pegra Bishmol because it's um, not as relevant. It's just an interesting page. That's Daf with some of Gimel on the base. If anybody wants to prepare, that's the Sugis of, of Oimer, cutting the Oimer, Sphere's Oimer, the Mitzvah of counting the Oimer, the Mahalachas of Chala, um, all uh, interesting Halachas. It's, it's quite an easyish page, not such a difficult page. Uh, as, as with regards to what we've learned till now, some sort of filling and secretary cities have been quite difficult. They have been extremely inter- interesting because it's been relevant practically. This is not as relevant. There are sugis which are relevant, but it's interesting because it gives us an understanding of Sphere Saima and Khala. So these are sugis that one doesn't normally learn. So we've got a few a few weeks still till we catch up on the Thursday shit. We're way behind on the Thursday shit. We're only number test So we're four or five blood behind. Uh, and so we'll take a good few, you know, a few months until we catch up. So in those few months we can hop around every small bit.